Are you looking to grow revenues, increase profitability, or obtain financing? If so, you came to the right place. Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? Learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively. That's why we created Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business, to help you succeed with your host, Andrew Frazier, business growth pro and CFO and founder of the Small Business Pro University. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Welcome to Leadership Live at 805 Talking Small Business. Once again, this is Andrew Frazier, your host and excited about being here once again talking small business my favorite topic and um, tonight we've got a special guest uh, casey carpenter who's really going to share some valuable insights uh, you may have seen her previously it's been a couple years since she's been been on but um definitely someone i want to make sure we brought back and um you know she has a wealth of experience and expertise and you know one of the most important things about being a successful leader is being able to communicate effectively because a big piece of leadership is communication so that's one of the things that we're going to tackle tonight and um, i think that this will help you and really give you some good insights about how to become a better leader so let me invite casey on and we'll get started Good evening, Casey. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, Andrew. Really good to see you and to be here. Thank you for having me again. Okay, no, great. It's always my pleasure. And, um, you know, definitely you're doing some great things. Um, so, you know, some of our audience knows you, but some of them don't. So maybe just take a sec to just say a little bit about who you are and what you're doing and why, why it's important to you. Oh, I'd love to. Well, why is communication effective communication important i i'd like to set the stage by saying it's so critical to me now because it's not something that i always did well and andrew i've shared this with you that i was born with four strikes against me four introverted shy highly sensitive afraid to speak up these are not exactly things that it's like a winning combination for business, right? And as a young professional, I really struggled because I was so shy. I didn't know how to go out there and be a go-getter and market myself. So when I graduated from college, I was lost. I didn't know how to go about getting the right job. And I worked in some pretty crummy places. I didn't really start to find my footing until I went into sales. And I will tell you, I landed in sales because I wasn't making enough money at my nonprofit job. I would get paid, pay my rent, had a cute little place in Harlem. You know, I was doing my thing, 
but I had $11 left over once I paid my rent. And this $11 was supposed to last me for two weeks until I got the next check. That math doesn't work. I ain't no math genius, but I can tell you that does not add up. And I landed in sales because I had a need. I needed to make more money. Now, with this particular company that I landed, it was a phenomenal opportunity. I almost got fired out of boot camp because I was a little slower than everybody else in really understanding those industry concepts. But what they noticed was I was a master at the speaking and the presence part. And a lot of my revenue that I earned depended on my ability to move groups of people. And I did that through presenting. I would do big group presentations and I was successful at getting a lot of people to enroll in my health plan. I sold HMO. Everybody remember HMO, managed healthcare plans? So I would do a presentation and have the whole room sign up for my health plan. And I said, you know what? I'm onto something because I figured out then, I stumbled upon this key truth that if you are able to master your presence and your speaking, you can you can really speak in any room, anywhere, any boardroom, any meeting room, any virtual room like what we're doing right here, right now. If you nail that piece, let me tell you, as a founder, you can raise the funds that you need for your business. You can talk to investors and get them to buy into your vision because you understand how to communicate effectively with them. So, Andrew, that's why I am so passionate about it, because it's not something that always came easily to me. And I I want to reassure the people who are here in the room with us today that if you're someone who struggles with getting your message across or perhaps you stumble over your words, you're just not sure you're saying it right. First of all, I hear you, I see you, I feel you. And I want to inspire you and let you know that there's a lot of hope that you can turn that around and probably can turn it around quite quickly. So that's a long answer to a short question, but I really had to tell you that backstory because I can show up here tonight and, and have it sound polished and, and I'm poised and I'm dynamic, even though my first encounter today on Zoom was at 6.30 a.m. I've been going all day long. doesn't matter. I can still own this virtual space and so can you. Okay, excellent, excellent. Great intro, welcome again. And, you know, like you said, um, being able to communicate is is so important. And um, I don't know what the article it is that I read, but um, it said that, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna learn one thing, uh, if you can only learn one thing, it needs to be how to communicate more effectively. Uh, whether you're a business person, you're look, your employee, you're in school, communication makes such a difference. And um, so, you know, there's no, nobody is necessarily born a great communicator, but there's ways to become a great communicator. So even if you haven't achieved that status yet, that doesn't mean it's not possible. Right. So 
um, that's one of the things I wanted to talk with you tonight. Um, you know, there's there's some key things. Um, it didn't happen overnight for you, but you've, you've practiced and you've done some things. So, you know, one of the first things I want to cover is, you know, someone starting out who doesn't believe that they're a good communicator. What What is the first thing that they need to know or do? Yeah, thank you for that question, because so much of communicating effectively is your mindset, right? So if you are telling yourself, oh, man, you know, I'm just not good at this. I want you to stop saying that. And what I'd like you to do is replace it with something else. And perhaps it, in your own words, in your own way, it might sound something like this. Up until now, I've really been challenged with my speaking and presence. What I am doing differently is dot, dot, dot. And you get to fill in the blanks of what you're doing differently. I, I think, Andrew, what happens is, well, we already know we live in a microwave society. We live in a Twitterverse. What do I mean? Everything has to happen so fast. And mastering your mindset and your presence is a practice. I did not do that overnight. I shared my story with you. I had some rocky road situations. I had some successes. I fell down. My knees got bloodied. I got back up. So I want you to be patient with yourself and allow yourself to have that learning curve and to experience and to be really mindful about when you speak, what did you do that went really well? We're so quick to, to just beat ourselves up and say, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, that was horrible. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna win this funding, blah, 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 whatever the, the negative little voices are that we, we tell ourselves things. I, I like to think of them as two of those nasty little birds, like meh, 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 right? So I want you to instead think about what you did right and to write it down with the date. July 5th, 2022, what went well? And if there's anything you could do differently or better, say that. Say it's an opportunity. An opportunity that I have to improve is dot, dot, dot. So the very way that we're talking to ourselves that's a practice too. And it's eventually going to shift you from being punitive with yourself to being positive with yourself. And it will make a tremendous difference already in the way that you show up. So I think that is a really important place to start. It's your mindset and what you're saying to yourself about your speaking, your presence, your presentation, the way you show up that business meeting, that encounter with a colleague, the chance meeting with a potential funder, right? Be easy and gentle with yourself. Okay, great, great, um, great perspectives. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, like you, I didn't start out as a speaker, I was very quiet. Um, actually, it's funny, the minister at my wedding was like, you know, 
Uh, when I said I do, he was like, I can't hear you because I was just really. <laughs> you were soft spoken, right? Yeah, soft spoken. Yeah. Uh, but and I, you know, I'm a numbers person. But speaking has been something I've worked at for many years. Yeah. And I continue to work at. Yeah. Um, and you can get better and better. But I, I really like the mindset thing and not to negatively influence yourself because you know usually most people speak better than they think um and you know i, I a lot of times i'll speak people are like oh you were great and i'm like no i wasn't and uh you know but a lot of times you know you you're just like you said you're harder on yourself but not just that, you know, when I would speak, I couldn't even remember what I said afterwards. Uh, so I didn't really know for sure if I was, but, uh, you know, getting feedback from people. Mm -hmm. and, and also, you know, when people speak, people don't always listen to everything that you say. Um, so there's, there's a certain percentage of, you know, I've heard of, of what people take away from when you speak. Uh, what would you say that might be around? Oh, goodness. Well, it depends. I, there's a, a proverb, and I'm going to mess it up because I don't remember it exactly. That wasn't a negative message. I'm just saying it's something like, tell me and I forget. Uh, let's see. Tell me, teach me and I something. Involve me and I remember. Mm -hmm. So there's a very small percentage of people who are that present at any given time to remember everything that we say. And I think it depends on your energy level of the listener. I think it depends on the time of day that they're hearing you. I think it depends upon their distraction level. You know, are they worried about this device thing here, right? There's, we have so many factors right now that drive someone's engagement. And I think I'm, I'm gathering where you're going with this, Andrew, and you can tell me if I'm, if I'm not quite there yet. I don't mind. What can we do to amp up that listening or, and retention level when we speak? I think that's, that could be where you're going. And I think it's first and foremost, we need to understand our audience perspective. What do they want from us? What do they need to know? What do they need to learn? What do they need to know? What do they need to carry away either in the form of data and information or in their hearts and in their minds? Okay. So if we put those things first and foremost, first of all, I, I like to say we're being more of service and being more of a servant Mm -hmm. than anything else. And I feel that if you start your planning there, thank you, Maria. <laughs> teach me and I forget. Teach, I think it's tell me and I forget. Teach me and I remember, involve me and I learn. Thank you so much. Yeah, so 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 um, back to what I, I was saying about um, delivery and retention, which I just wow. lost my train of thought. Begin with the end in mind. Begin with the end in mind. Consider your ending objectives. Is it to inform? Is it to persuade? Is it to entertain? Why are you there? 
And it's a much more selfless approach. Now, I'm going to tell you how I got there. And, and some of you all might, might laugh at this story. And some of you might be able to relate. I was a Toastmaster for, oh gosh, maybe more than 10 years. And some of you may know Toastmasters is an international organization that exists to help you improve your speaking and your leadership. And I had just about every position there is. I ran the club. I was president. I was vice president of education, blah, blah, blah. And one of the things the club asked me to do was compete and represent the club in a in a competition. And I said, yes. Well, dang, I didn't know I was going to win. And so what that meant was I kept going and I kept winning and I kept having to go to the next level, which meant preparing and practicing. And, and it ended up being about six months out of my life where I was thinking about competing on that stage. Noticing, notice that I'm using the word competing, okay? That's really important. So I made it to the district level, which meant it was a big stage at the Woodbridge Hilton. Some of you may know where that hotel is in central New Jersey, in the big ballroom, and it was a raised platform. There were probably about 200 people in the room. I believe that was the biggest audience I had addressed to date. And there were 10 of us who had made it to this level. So I was competing against competing again, nine of the best, the best of the best in the whole district. I'm backstage. I am running around flustered, a mess. I'm so nervous. Oh my gosh. I'm going on fluttering around. And, and this woman came up to me and she grabbed me by the shoulders and she shook me. And I went, oh, and she said, listen, listen here. And she came really close and she said, you stop that. You stop that right now. And I went, huh? She said, stop it, because what you're doing, she said, that's all about you. You need to make all of this about them. And I went, well, I got the message. I did not win that day. I didn't win the trophy. I didn't even place for a second or third. But what I won was a lifelong message. And that message was, ain't about me. I'm the conduit. I'm the person who is the messenger of the message. And to really be in service of that audience, I need to put them front and center. It's not about me looking good up there on the stage or any of that stuff. What happened was I got out there, I forgot my lines because I had memorized. Note to all of you, don't memorize embody, right? Embody your, your speech instead of memorizing. So I learned a lot of valuable things that day. And, and that's how I got there. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So definitely a couple good pointers. So you started with mindset, um, practice. Yes. Practice is, is extremely important in everything, but especially uh, speaking, it becomes, you know, extremely helpful. Yes. Um, just like for me, you know, I've been doing this live stream for two years now. I'm yes. way better now than I was two years ago. Actually, it started with uh, myself and Art Jones, and he was the co-host because I, I I wasn't fully confident in my speaking. <laughs> so I remember. 
So, look at you! Look at you now. So it's a it's a progression, but yes. you've got to practice. You yes. got to do things, and and you get comfortable. Yes. So um, so definitely having the mindset, practicing, um, and then you said that don't memorize. Mm-mm. Okay, so you know I I you know for the show I just talk, but. You know, early on, it's hard not to try and memorize. Yeah. You know, how did you get out of that? Well, yes. Okay. So for those for those of you who are here, if you memorize your your presentations or your speeches or your pitches, I want you to go ahead and put put a Y in the chat for me. Y for yes. I'm just curious how many of us are memorizing. Not that it's a terrible thing, but I'm I'm just curious because. Most of the time, that's what we're led to believe we should do, right? Well, what I learned by memorizing, and I memorized this whole presentation because I I don't know if I shared this aspect of you before. Memorizing worked for me when I had that job and where I had that big discovery that, oh my goodness, well, if I master my speaking and my presence then I can really own any room anywhere. And the way I got there was because we had to, the company had us memorize verbatim, word for word, couldn't be one word at a place. A nine page speech, nine pages. So I had done that and I thought that that, and I did it well, right? I won a district level contest there. So I was conditioned to memorize not thinking about what in the world is going to happen if you get nervous and you lose your place. I'd also like to invite you to put a Y in the chat if you are a visual learner. Meaning, do you see in your mind the page itself where you might have your handwritten or typed notes? And what's going to happen is when you memorize your brain is searching for that piece of paper and where those words are on that paper. And as I stood there on the stage that day in silence, trying to remember my lines, my brain was frantically searching. Okay, I know it's probably in the top quadrant of the paper. Where is it? And I can imagine my eyes darting back and forth as if I were reading. So we don't want to memorize. What we want to do instead is embody your presentation. What's it all about? What's the core message that you're looking to deliver? What are the main points of each paragraph? And what I learned to do instead, maybe I do write out my presentation because I want to get the timing of it. It's really important, especially for those of you who are pitching and they say, you got three minutes. You want to know where you are in your speech. You don't want to go over because you because you could be disqualified, right? So writing it out and then boiling down each paragraph to a few key words, right? So the first paragraph could be introduction. Boom. Yeah. uh, Shy, scared, introvert. Next bullet could be learn to speak up. So that after a while, when you practice, you all you have to do is look at your your cues, your trigger words those key bullets, and you should be able to say whatever you need to say. Here's the thing why it works better than memorizing. 
is because after a while, you're going to develop a certain style and a rhythm and a way that you like to say it. If you memorize, you're going to go, oops, 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 that was out of order. I can't say she walked through the door before I say da-da-da-da-da. Who cares if you're if it's conveying the same meaning? So when you boil it down to those bullets, you're allowing yourself to be much more dynamic and organic than confined to this rigid script. Right? Does that make sense? If that makes sense, go ahead and put an exclamation point in the chat because, yeah. Now, if I make a quote, what my brain would have said was a mistake, first of all, if you feel you've made a mistake, there's all the negative stuff your your brain is telling you. Oh my gosh, you made a mistake. You're out of order. Blah, 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 blah. When you just embody your bullets, there are no mistakes. If you say something, quote, out of sequence, no big deal. You're going to go back to that idea and pick it up on the flip side. So allow some room for yourself. And also, I see I see those exclamations. Thank you. Also, when whoever is in your audience is going to feel more of your natural energy because you're not tied to this rigid thing that you got to say in a certain order. Nobody really wants to memorize anything. Now, what I will say is, Maybe you memorize your introduction if it's really important. So it, let's say it's a story. There I was standing on the edge of the cliff. It was May 10th, 2005, and I didn't know what to do. What a dramatic opening, right? So maybe you want to memorize just that little bit. And then after that, you're going to depend on your bullet points to get you through the rest of your story and the rest of your talk. So I hope that I have impressed upon you this evening favorably. Don't, don't memorize word for word because it really sets you up for better success to let yourself flow and be a lot more organic with that content. And it allows you to respond in the moment. What if somebody in the audience has a question? And you want to address the question rather than have them wait to the end? Well, how are you going to remember where you were if you memorized? Right? <laughs> okay. Great, great points. So I'm going to call that finding your flow. Yeah, um, I like that. You, you, want, you, know, you, you want to kind of communicate in your own way. Mm -hmm. um, generally, what I've found is even if you make a mistake, half the people won't even notice. The other half won't care. Right. So you're really the only one that cares about it. So you got to get over it. You got to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Andrew, here's another thing. Mm -hmm. Authenticity. We all want to engage and connect with someone who is real. And if I'm up there and I'm so perfect, and I'm not making any mistakes or whatever, people are going to say, there's something about her. I'm not quite sure what it was. She seemed a little too perfect. And they won't connect. They won't relate to you. Mm -hmm. and, and in business, you know, one of the things is it's about people remembering you. So yeah. if you don't do something that's memorable, um, then 
you know, they're, they're, it's less likely that they'll remember you. You know, um, and especially in this day and age, more more so than ever before. So, um, you know, so even a, a mistake that's memorable, it can turn out to be a really good thing. Yes. For your situation. I, um, I was doing a live, Facebook lives like a long time ago, and I was rushing to get on the show on time. So... I was shaving and I cut my ear and and I was like bleeding during the thing because it would come and I'd play. Oh, <laughs> goodness. But, but I had the most views ever on that one. It was like crazy. <laughs> so uh, just because you mess up, it isn't, it makes you real, you know? Um, and you know, a lot of people may not, may not find that. So, okay. Okay. So now, you know, if you're, you know, as a business owner, there's several different types of communications that you have to make. So um, let's let's dig into a little bit about kind of different communications that you may have to make on a regular as a business owner and maybe how to approach them. Mm -hmm. But let's take a second before we do that, since we're here, um, what I want to do is introduce the Small Business Pro University, a quick video on what that is. And then also um, we have a power breakfast upcoming. So definitely want to make sure you know about that and know what it is and um, know how to get there. So first, let's take a look at the university and what we have to offer. Do you own your business or does it own you? Is your business growing and are you making enough money? As a business owner, there are so many things you need to know to become more successful. Hello, my name is Andrew Frazier, the business growth pro and CFO. I created the Small Business Pro University for you. Small Business Pro University has self-paced, dynamic, multimedia learning experiences created by more than 20 instructors who are business owners just like you. Small Business Pro University will empower you to become a masterpreneur by learning the secrets to creating a successful enterprise to go from working in your business to working on your business. Take advantage of our strategic coaching program or just simply choose the courses that you need at www.sbprou.com we will empower you to thrive and not just survive and make more money in any business environment okay all right welcome back to leadership live at 805 talking small business i'm here with casey carpenter and uh, I'm excited to talk even more about um, communicating more effectively as a business owner. Um, we've got her here on the live stream tonight, but if you want to see her live, she's actually going to be at our Power Breakfast on July 29th. So um, definitely, if you can, check us out um, February 20 or July 29th in Newark, New Jersey, our 10th anniversary of the Power Breakfast. And... Um, Definitely, we're going to have some great things going on. Um, Casey's going to be leading a panel on communicating and selling more effectively. And, um, you know, we've got some other great things. And this time we're also um, having a networking reception the night before. So um, definitely uh, whatever fits your schedule, we hope you can make it. Um, thanks again for everybody tuning in today. Um, definitely great comments, great participation. Feel free to ask questions. You know, we've got Casey here. Let's take advantage of it. 
and uh, you know, let's jump back into it. So, Casey, you know, as a business owner, you know, you've got different things that you have to communicate about. You know, you you got to communicate with your employees. You got to communicate with your investors potentially. You got to communicate with your customers. Yeah. Um, with your suppliers. Yes. Um, so. Um, Let's start with, um, since sales and marketing is most important, let's mm-hmm. talk about communicating with your customers. What are some types of communications that you should be making? And what are some tips on how to do it more effectively? Mm, customers. Well, I think what's important with communicating with customers is showing how you take care of them. So what what does that look like in in the realm of what you do? Remember, I, I said when I when we started, I said putting your audience first and foremost. This is kind of like that idea as well. What is it that you uniquely do and bring that puts that customer relationship in the forefront? <clears throat> and being mindful about communicating that. How do you? How do you share that with them? I think very often one of the most effective ways is through story. So I love the word. I love, Andrew, that you're using masterpreneur. That's so cool. How do you master your story? I bet that for all of you who are here, one thing you're going to remember about me is how I told a story right out of the gate. And And I said, I have four strikes against me, right? Isn't that what I said? I was born with four strikes against me and I told you what they were. And I gave you some reassurance that if I could do this, you could do this too. So what's your story with respect to taking care of your customers? And what's interesting about that is sometimes you don't tell that story, your customer is going to tell that story. Because we know how powerful testimonials are. And who can tell a better customer story than somebody who's actually engaged and interacted with you and had a positive experience? But definitely be ready with whatever that impactful story is. And it could be how you struggled with something, you saw a problem, and then your product or your business is the solution to that problem. And people love that. It makes you so memorable. Okay. So stories or stories sell. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard as well. Um, And, and, you know, that brings to light something because, you know, we, I mentioned, you know, not a lot of people remember what you say, but, a lot of times it may be the story. They, they may not take anything else away except for the story. Yes. Uh, hopefully they take more away and they get more out of it. But, um, you know, it uniquely identifies you. It's something. Um, so, you know, definitely stories and um, testimonials can be ex- extremely powerful. Um, so a lot of times you're in a place and they ask you to introduce yourself. What type of response do you recommend? 
um, mm. introducing yourself to a group. Yes. How many times have you and I delivered what is called an elevator speech or an elevator pitch? Well, what is that? The, the idea behind it is, let's say you're entering an office building and someone influential who you really want to know gets onto the elevator in the same car as you. And you've got until the elevator gets up to their floor to say who you are, how you help, and what you do. So it's got to be brief. It's got to be concise or you lose people. And I like talking about this. I've actually done several workshops about this because very often when I've, I've heard elevator pitches that are not as effective, it sounds something like, well, we represent so-and-so. We've been in the XYZ industry for 125 years. And because of that, we want to be thought of as your so-and-so solution. All right, I'm going to stop right there <clears throat> because there's nothing in that so-called elevator speech that has any benefit to the listener. You've been around 125 years. That's nice. But tell me how that really benefits me. It really doesn't. So most pitches tell who we are rather than how we help. One of the best elevator pitches I've ever heard, it's so funny, I, I told this person this when I saw her recently, it was something like this. She said her name, my name is blah, blah, blah. Let's say it's Casey. My name is Casey. And if you've ever had a problem in your basement with flooding or mold, call us. We clean up disgusting messes so that you don't have to. Boom. That's all she says. It's funny. It gives you a visual. If you've ever had a flood, you don't want that. You know what? Oh, my gosh. Just yuck. Nasty. And I can call someone to help me with this. So think about when you introduce yourself. It's got to be quick. Attention spans now. Mm, maybe 10 seconds if you grab people. So give them the Twitter version. Don't give them the Facebook post, right? Or the gram where you're going on and on. Tell them who you are. Tell them your name. Tell them how you help and how to get in touch and keep it, keep it moving. Basically, when you do an elevator pitch, you're not there to sell anybody right then and there. So give them the sizzle not the whole steak. If they want to meet with you, that's supposed to be a little hook. They want to say, hey, hey, you know what? I, I really want to know more about what you do. Great. Why don't we set aside some time to meet and talk about it and see if I'm the right person to help you. I'm so glad that you needed this. This is great. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little sizzle. And we really want to be brief. Think about also some of the meetings where you have 40 people in a room and everybody has the opportunity to go around. I've been to several meetings like that. I'm not going to name the organizations, but what I hear is people saying kind of the same type of template. Hi, and it's sing-songy. Hi, good morning. I'm Casey Carpenter. I'm the CEO and founder of Speak and Own It Communications. And we work with you to da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And they all sound similar. 
where's the sizzle? So what if I were to shake it up and I were to say something like, good morning. If you have ever lain awake staring at the ceiling the night before a really important meeting where you only had one opportunity to say what you needed to say and you didn't get a do-over and you know you had to nail that message and you were scared, I'm the person that you need to see so that you do it right the first time. I'm Casey Carpenter, CEO and founder of Speak and Own It Communications. If this is you, let's talk. Okay, let's talk. No, um, so no, that, that's excellent. You know, I think you know less is more. Yeah, is, is always good. And um, yes. you know, I think with with what you're doing, I talked to a lot of people about a 60 second commercial. Yeah, and the first piece of it is it's a format that you a four step format, and the first step is creating the need, and that's basically what you did. Um, you you created the need. So what does that mean and how do you do it? Yeah, you, you have to know them in order to, 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 to assess a need, right? So who's in that audience? What do you know about them? So when I did what I just said to you, I am guessing that at some point, someone had to make a high stakes critical presentation where they had to get it right the first time there were no do-overs. So I'm looking for that person so that they'll raise their hand and say, hey, that's me. I really need to talk to you. Sometimes our message is not for everybody at that given time, and that's okay. And I think we have to be okay with that to understand that this is a process of sometimes it's sifting and sorting, and sometimes it's letting it be known what I do so that the person in the room can say, hey, that's not me today, but guess what? I have a colleague who's got to make a pitch next week, and I bet you they could really afford to talk to Casey. I'm going to connect them. So we, we, we really want to think about it. It may not be for that room, that whole room right there today, but at some point, somebody's going to need you. So how are you being memorable, and how are you telling your story? Okay. No, great, great point. I mean, definitely um, every message isn't for everybody. Um, that's why you need to have a target market. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're targeting the right people. But even if the right people aren't hearing your message, people who communicate with the right people might hear your message and relay it yeah. if your message is effective enough. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I love the example you gave with the the um, cleaning up the messes. So, you know, if, if you ran into somebody you know who had a basement flood, they'd say, oh, maybe you should call so-and-so. So, you know, have, you know, even though that, you know, you're not creating the need then and there for that person, um, it can still create opportunities for you to communicate yeah because how memorable is that right it's like wow you're not going to forget that person and that's the point we want to communicate in a way to be remembered we speak to lead right we started out with that leadership is speaking speaking is leadership and we've got to speak to be remembered 
If we're speaking and we're not making an impact and people forget, what is the point? Excellent. So one other thing I've found, and I'm sure you have as well, is uh, it's important to focus uh, mm -hmm. your communication, um, you know, especially with business owners, how, you know, a lot of times they tend to be all over the place. Um, what does it mean to focus and how can they focus their message more effectively? I think they can focus more effectively by realizing that it's a, it's a must. You have to. If you want the impact that you deserve in the marketplace, if you want to be effective right out of the gate, if you don't want to spin your wheels, if you don't want to keep coming back to your your workstation dejected and feeling like you're not getting anywhere, then you got to focus. It, it You see, the thing with focus, I, I feel, Andrew, is that we may run away from focusing because it is work and it is an investment in time. <laughs> Right. It's not it's very often it, it, you know, if you fly constantly fly by the seat of your pants, you will have some success. But imagine if you really took the time to be intentional about it. So focusing means I'm planning. It means that I am doing research before I speak. I'm perhaps if, if, if I'm doing a, a critical, important meeting, I'm getting the names of those people up front so that I can research them on Google, on LinkedIn, in the news. Perhaps it's, it's seeing if they have a Facebook page to see what other information I can glean, like what their hobbies are, that kind of thing, so that I can be prepared and know who's in the room. And, and that mental preparation is something that helps me to focus because then my message is narrow rather than all over the place. How impressed are you when somebody's done their research and they know something about you when you have a meeting? Well, don't you want to be that person? Yeah. So, no, definitely preparing is cool. Um, you know, we've got a question. So yep. I want to make sure we get to it. Um, so question is, you know, how do I pivot without being defensive? I need to know a little more about that. Uh, maybe they can they can let us know exactly what they mean. Okay. Um, so that would be Jasmine. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit more about what you mean, Jasmine. Uh, and while she's doing that. Um, yeah. You know, one other way that business owners can can focus that I always have them make sure that they, uh, you know, try and focus on is you don't have to tell people everything that you do. Pick one thing that yeah. you want to be known for. Yeah. You know, if you look at, you know, McDonald's, they do a whole bunch of stuff. But when you think of McDonald's, it's usually French fries. Yeah. Uh, and 
you know, they make all kinds of other things, but you're not, if they say we make French fries, hamburgers, hot dogs, everything else, then you won't remember anything. Exactly. But, you know, or you, so, you know, focusing more narrowly is key. Hey, Precious, what's up? I well, know, right? Hi. <laughs> so Precious is in the house. Yay. So, Okay, so let's go back to uh, Jasmine's question. Yes. Um, so pivoting without being defensive. Yes. Um, so I'm wondering if, you know, when you're communicating, oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Uh, ah, okay. I, I, I think I, I may have it. And, and, um, Jasmine, I'm guessing opposition, you may be perceiving an objection as, as opposition. And for me, that's a mindset shift as well. Or maybe someone asks a question and, and maybe they have a certain tone when they ask this question, right? So I think, again, it's a, it's a mindset that we can cultivate that you're there to serve and you're not going to let people knock you off your game. They may try. It doesn't matter. It's not about being knocked off your game at all. And it's a perception. So what could, what could you be perceived as opposing you? So if I want to change my mindset about objections, I might say they're curious. I might even say, oh, maybe I didn't explain myself clearly, right? Sometimes people have a legitimate question because I wasn't clear. And I would then say, oh, I really appreciate them asking me this question because I'm learning. Maybe I need to say it in a different way. So the way you can do this without sounding defensive is to do just that. Drop the defense. You don't need to do that. We're, we're coming to partner with people and perhaps we're looking for investors, potential partnerships, collaborations, right? So if you answer a question with genuine curiosity, openness, you're there to help educate perhaps your point of view, they will see you at more of partnership material than if you get defensive. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Please put a Y in the chat for me. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm tracking with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when I first started in sales, I would get all twisted if somebody had an objection. And very often, after I got more experience, I would really listen to what they were saying. And Sometimes it was a legit misunderstanding. And I was like, oh, 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 I, excuse me, please pardon me. If I said this, I, I don't want to mislead you. This is what I meant. Sometimes it is. It's like, well, you know what? I don't want your product because it's not right for me. Guess what? Bless them. Let them go on their way. Because I unsold just as many people in that health plan as I sold, because I don't want you to take it if it's not right for you. 
I'm here to create an energetic relationship with you. And I can't do that if it's not the right thing for you. Does that make sense? So it's not about me defending because when I'm defending my position, we're, we're battling. Ain't no, ain't, ain't no battle. It's not about that. It's about, hmm, let me get a little more curious about that. Suppose you were to ask Jasmine and everyone else, I saw those whys in the chat. Huh, I'm really curious about that. Can you say a little bit more? Or, huh, tell me a little more about why you feel that way. And get underneath their, their question. And I bet when you start taking that approach, you're, you're going to realize that half of what you were you were saying and doing before, there weren't really objections. And if they are, it's okay. Great. I am so glad that you discovered that this solution doesn't work for you. I'm really happy because I would love to even help you find a solution that's more suited for you. Isn't that elegant? taking the high road like that? And wouldn't you want to partner and invest your dollars with someone who has that, coming with that, that, that rock solidness, that maturity? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And, um, you know, one thing is, if they're asking a question, there's actually some dialogue. Yeah. Interest. Yeah, it's worse if they don't say anything. Yeah, then you have to ask the questions. <laughs> you know, and and they may not have any interest. Um, possible. So it, it opens up the opportunity, but I think one of the challenges is, and and one thing you may be thinking, and you know, uh, is many times people go into situations looking for the sale before they should be looking for the sale. Because many times, because it should really be about the relationship. Yes. And especially early on. And you can't make anybody buy anything they want, don't want to buy, especially in this day and age. That's right. So, um, you know, so, you know, definitely, I'm, I'm sure you run into it. Um, so when, when you're introducing things, what is your goal? You know, do you expect to sell stuff immediately? How do you, you know, how do you translate the communication into sale and what's the process? Yeah. Well, certainly for a higher ticket sale, no, it could be several meetings that I'm having before we even come to a place where we start talking. Okay, so what could this look like? What could implementation look like? If it's not as high ticket a sale, I still would look at that first meeting as me learning more about them and seeing if it's right. Now, here, here's a, a funny, quick story. Working with some founders, working with some entrepreneurs, someone I was coaching several years ago who had this adorable line of clothing, and I, we had a role play. And in this role play, the feedback that I gave this person was, okay, you started right out of the gate. Pull, like, it's kind of like when you go into a store and somebody starts pulling stuff out and says, oh, we have it in blue. Oh, this would look great on you. We have it in pink. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
I don't even like it. So I said, a, a better approach for you, frankly, would be, hey, tell me about your lifestyle, Casey. What do you like to do? I like jazz. Oh, so tell me about some of the places you go when you hear jazz. What are the venues like? What? How do you want to look and feel when you go to these places? What do you see some of the other women wearing? What makes you feel special and gorgeous and, and like you are rocking that outfit? So I said, when you come from, again, here we go again, right? This is a theme that I'm delivering you tonight. It's the other person first. It's asking those critical questions. Then your work to, quote, sell your product really becomes minimal. You're not working. It's it's more matching what they want or not and being okay if you don't make a match. It's like, wow, you know, Casey, thank you so much. I learned so much about you and your lifestyle. Would this be a really good time right now for me to share a little more about who we are and what we do and perhaps share some samples of my clothing line? I would be like, yes, because they took the time up front to, to understand my needs so that, I think, is a critical step that very often gets missed. No matter whether you're, you've got a high ticket, low ticket, whatever, let's find out more about those people. You could be selling lollipops. Great. Well, tell me about the event where the lollipops are going to be. And what flavors do they like? Who's going to be eating them? Could I ask the demographics? What are their ages? It's summertime. Do you think that they appreciate summertime flavors, right? Before we launch into, well, I've got star-shaped lollipops and crescent moons, and I've got banana and I've got mango. You haven't really uncovered enough about me to say all that. It's earning the right. And it's funny. We started talking about communication tonight. Now we're talking about sales, right? Because it's it's all related and it's frankly all about your leadership because you're leading the conversation. And in order to do that, people want to know that they're in good hands. And when you care about them and put them first, they can't help but feel good and want to support you. Okay, great, great. Well, um, you know, my co-host and friend Art Jones used to always call it KLT. People need to know you, like you, and trust you before they're going to buy from you. Yes. So you have to take the time to establish that. Yes. That's what you're talking about. So it's earned. It's not assumed. It's earned. Okay. So time goes really fast. So it's like, nine, but, but we have a question. So I want to make sure we get every answers to questions. So Gladys, um, here's your question. Um, yeah. How do you take the audience back to your bullet points? Okay. So Gladys, that has to do with being present when you speak and knowing where you are in your presentation. Very often we forget because our minds are spinning off. Okay. You know, you're, you're not even in control. You're either on autopilot or you're so disconnected from what you're saying because you're nervous. Anchor and ground yourself. Anchor and ground. And that sometimes that means 
slowing down a bit, being much more present in what you want to say, how it is serving them. And then you can, you, when you remember and you're present, it's, it's easier for you to get back to your bullet points. And remember, we're, we're there to serve them first and foremost. Now, sometimes it's been a long day and you forget. Is it the end of the world? No, you simply say, oh my goodness. And didn't Casey do this earlier today? Oh my goodness, I lost my train of thought. And guess what? Somebody will tell you, somebody will remember, and it just makes you more relatable. Not the end of the world. We're not here to be perfect perfect robots. That's not who we are. So if that helps you, Gladys, and that answers your question, please let me know. Put an exclamation point in the chat. If it doesn't, put an N, and then we can say a little more about that. Sounds good. And, um, you know, the other piece is sometimes you don't need to go back because that might be what they want to hear about. And Ooh. you're there for them. Um, yeah, I've been in, in plenty of places, you know, um, and, you know, through sales training, you know, one of the things they say is once they say that once they're ready to buy, stop talking. So, <laughs> so yeah. even if you have a whole bunch more bullets, stop talking. Stop your job yes so um so keep that in mind as well it depends on the situation um and um here's a little bit more from gladys okay oh okay gladys thank you for that clarity okay so what you just said is the problem you have is that the audience usually wants to hear about other things, not what you came to talk about. So from the very outset, you want to set an agenda. This is what this is about. This is what I am here to talk about today so that they know where you are going. And it is a very clear agenda and a very clear roadmap. So if I'm here to talk to you about public speaking, executive presence, owning the virtual room and someone wants to talk about planning a party, that is great and an awesome topic. However, tonight we are really here to focus on your presence and how you can rock the room. So I'm happy to talk to you about planning a party. We will take that offline. So when you state it, yes, if you don't give them an agenda up front, then they're going to try to set the agenda. I know Precious knows that. They're going to want to take you wherever they want to go. You are the one who is in control. You are the one who are, you're making them feel good and secure by setting that agenda and sticking to that agenda. Anything else, they can, they can come talk to you afterwards. So I'm glad we got it for you. That's good. Okay, and definitely appreciate your question, Gladys, and, and everybody's questions and comments. It's always great. It makes the the, the um, live stream even better and more valuable because we're, we're doing it for you. And if we can do something that helps you be more successful, then that's key. So um, before we close out, what I'd like to do, I usually ask each guest to take uh, a second to think about three key things that people should take away from what we discussed tonight, because, you know, we talked a lot about a lot, but many times our brains can only really handle three things. So think about three things that people should take away that they can implement immediately 
within their business. So I'll give you a second to think about that. I'm going to share a little bit more about the power breakfast and then we'll be back. And Casey will share um, some strategies or some yeah. things. I that... want to leave them with a resource. Excellent. Excellent. So let's take a look and um, we'll go from there. If you are looking to increase revenues, improve profitability, and or obtain financing for your business, you need to check out the Power Breakfast and Small Business Pro conferences. My name is Andrew Frazier. One of the things we're here to do is supercharge your day. Today's Power Breakfast has really been a phenomenal experience. Uh, I think it's exactly what business owners need, uh, some true guidance of people who are genuine and really are leading them in the true direction of business growth and expansion. The Power Breakfast is so important for the entrepreneurial community because it gives the various business people who come together an opportunity to interact and also do some business. These events hosted by Andrew Frazier, President and COO of Small Business Like a Pro, will supercharge your debt. Okay, so the next Power Breakfast is July 29th. I put the link in the chat. So if you want to register and check it out, Casey will be there. Precious will be there. I'll be there. We've got some great uh, people speaking, participating. That's where you want to be. Um, so check it out, the 10th anniversary Power Breakfast. So back here with Casey, um, you know, we're looking at, you know, the way you speak is the way you lead and just leadership in terms of communication. So what would you say three key things people can take away to improve their leadership skills immediately? First of all, recognize that you are a leader. And by being a leader, that means you put other people first. I said that so many times tonight. Think about your audience. Think about your client, your customer, whoever you're speaking with. They come first. So that means you are engineering your, your talk, your remarks, your elevator speech, whatever it is, start with the end in mind. What else can I say? You know, we didn't really say this, but you want to take care of yourself. That means getting enough rest, hydration, especially in this heat, eating really good, healthy, wholesome food. Because when you show up as a leader, you want to show up as the best possible version of yourself. And the third thing I want to emphasize is mindset. Master your mindset. And that means be aware of the things that little voice tells you and start to replace with positive messages, not punitive messages. So definitely those are those are key things. Um, leadership and leader doesn't mean barking orders at people. So um, even though that may be a traditional view that some people may have, but that's not really the view of the leader of the current and of the future. Right. Um, Self-care and mindset. Also, Jasmine um, was kind enough to share her three key takeaways. Um, yeah. Thinking yeah. about your audience setting your agenda mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um you know really getting behind people's questions in a positive way so no th those those are great 
and then mindset and self-care, uh, always important, especially as a business owner. So, um, no, this is, this is great. Um, you know, Casey, as always, appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to hang out with me. Always enjoy talking to you and, um, you know, wish you much success. Absolutely. And before we go, I want to offer everyone a bonus, some bonus content, because there's one aspect of speaking we did not talk about, really important. And as you you notice, we're in a virtual environment right now. However, we're also seeing a lot more in-person speaking once again, and then something called hybrid presenting, where you may be in a room where you're engaging simultaneously with people on a laptop or a screen, and then people in the room. How do you juggle all that? How do you balance? So you, you, there are things you're going to want to know about that. So if you want that bonus content, email me at Casey at speakandownit.com. That's Casey, which is spelled C-A-S-E-Y, symbol at speakandownit.com. So this could be for you if you're here tonight or anyone who is viewing this recording. I will just mention the show and I will be happy to send you that bonus content. Because when you think about any presentation, it's comprised of what you say and how you say it. So we got to also be mindful of that delivery medium. Is it going to be video? Is it going to be that I show up in person and deliver and there's no video or is it both? You need to know that in advance. Excellent. So, all right, Casey. Well, if you can hang out for a sec and okay. uh, as I close things out and, you know, really looking forward to continuing the conversation at the power upcoming power breakfast. At the end of the day, I always say that the more that you know, the faster your business will grow and the more successful you'll be. So thanks for tuning in and hopefully we can help you and continue to help you be more successful, know more and achieve more. Thank you for listening to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com.